0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Sunday afternoon, sun guy right along with the coach with the most coming at us from coast to coast. He doesn't mean to brag, but he has to boast because his favorite all-time sandwich is pot roast. Coach Mike Jones. Real quick before we jump into some things, if you are looking for some pro wrestling today, you have PVP in East Hampton, Massachusetts. DOA Pro Wrestling in Independence, Oregon, and. We have POS wrestling happening in East Hartford, Connecticut. Without any further ado, I want to welcome to the show our guest today. He is one of the best out of the Midwest region Atlas High Tower. Thank you so much for being here.
2: Thank you very much for having me on Turnbuckle Turmoil.
1: Well, since it is your first time with us, I'm going to start you off today with the first timer question: How did you get into the business of professional wrestling?
2: Uh, I was always a fan of it ever since I was eight or nine years, eight or nine years old. I was a huge fan of it. I was obsessed. I always drew them on my note on my notebooks in school. Uh, I always would do impressions of them in front of my classes. Uh, I didn't, but I didn't really get into the business until I was about 18 years old, my senior year in high school. I was at a flea uh, market, and uh, I and I happened to come across a show that had an actual ring, and I was kind of shocked about that, and I asked him, and I asked the people who were there, what do I have to do to, you know, join? And they said just uh show up and i had to show up uh set up the ring set up chairs uh that was back in october of 2007 now so yeah like 16 years years ago now but yeah i got my start by uh just randomly going into a swap meet and um i just happened to run across a wrestling show that was there that i had no clue about and I was like, wow, like maybe this is a call right here for me to get into the business because I've always had an interest in it. So uh, I got into it, and the rest is history, I
0: guess.
1: Now, for the people that have seen you wrestle, they will pick up that you have a variety of opponents, which means you wrestle wrestled a variety of styles and I've seen you sort of adapt styles a little bit depending on who you face. Do you have a particular favorite style of professional wrestling? I wouldn't say that I have a particular
2: style, I but I kind of like to adapt to the situation that I'm in because I'm a tall guy, but I'm not necessarily a big guy, and I'm also... And I'm also not a short guy, but I'm bigger than all the other short guys. You know what I mean? Uh, not not short guys, but people who are shorter than me. And uh, I just kind of adapt to it, and uh, I kind of use my size to my advantage. I use my size and my reach. I got these long ass arms, man. It's just you know, I can grab you from like halfway from like halfway across across the ring, and I can do
1: whatever I want. <laughs> Flip side of that, is there a style of pro wrestling that even if you can do it, you just don't particularly like to do? Um,
2: I'm, I don't want to say that I don't like a particular st- style, but uh, I don't really have an answer for that because I work, like you said, I worked just a whole variety of opponents, and I'm kind of a guy who, if I'm going to hate something, I'm going to try and love it, because I feel like that's how I'm going to get
1: better, if that makes any sense, you know? And you've been around, like we said, over a decade and a half, which means you have made some towns in your day. If there are young wrestlers listening to this right now that are just starting the journey, what are some of the travel tips that you would have so these guys can have a successful road trip? Hmm, travel
2: tips. Let's see. Um, don't spend money on takeout. Don't spend money on in the city save as much money as you can. Uh what I used to do was whenever I would go out on the road for me to save a little bit of cash, I would bring a loaf of bread with me and peanut butter and I would make peanut butter uh sandwiches throughout like throughout like the whole trip. You know what I mean? So if I want some if I want some fast food or if I want a quick bite to eat, I can I can just make myself a quick sandwich and, and, uh, be be, be fine. That right, that right there was, that right there was, uh, one way. Anyways, man, you ever heard of any sports class shoots? Yes. Oh man, that place is, that place is great, man. I think the last time I was there, it was, uh, it was actually last year in March when I was coming back from, uh, when I was coming back from New York, uh, we stopped by there, man. And, uh, I miss that place. Like I haven't been to that place like in about 4 or 5 years. Like I forgot how good that place was, but but as but as, as far as tips, try, try and be as cheap as pop po- try and be as cheap as possible because uh you don't want to spend money on something that costs too much and then you realize that you could have Spent that money on gas to, you know, help you get to the next town or home. You know what I'm saying? My tip for that is to be, uh, is to be as cheap as you can, and frugal, and try and be smart. And also, don't be afraid to ask guys too. Like I'm sure that guys have little tips and tricks that you know they can share. You know what I mean? I don't mind. I don't mind sharing.
1: Now, you talk about uh, the loaf of bread and the peanut butter for sandwiches. You've always been in pretty good shape from what I can tell. What's the typical diet like for you, whether you're at home or if you're on the road? What's your diet routine? Well, for one,
2: I really try to stay away from pop. Uh Like I'm not really like on a diet plan or anything like that. Uh, What's the best way for me to? How's the best way for me to explain this? Uh, I try to. I pretty much. I pretty much eat whatever I want. I just don't. I just don't overindulge. Uh, If I have a cheeseburger, I'm not. I'm. I am not the one to have two. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I try not to. I try not to overeat. I'm always uh constantly uh moving. Um I I uh, exercise in my gym. I I just try to stay away like from I I just I think I just try not to I try not to uh go overboard as 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 far as the food because uh a lot of times like like they put a lot of They put a lot of bad stuff into this food now, and uh, you really don't need need it all the time. It's good to have a little bit, you know, and uh, moderation is key.
1: Part of having the build that you do is it's it's also a lot of exercise and training, what's your typical training regimen like? Uh
2: man, I hit up everything. I try and hit a full body work, workout almost every time. Don't get me wrong, I don't I don't work out every day. I work out every other day or so for about a half hour. Uh I try to make sure that I have a nice pump going throughout my whole going throughout my whole body. Legs, hips, core, shoulders, arms, hands, uh, I use a lot of, uh, kettlebells. I use a lot of, uh, dump, a lot of, uh, dumbbells. Uh, I like to use my distance band a lot. Uh, I also jump rope. I do a huge amount of, uh, jump rope rope. to make sure that my, uh, ankles and calves and my knees and my hips are strong. Uh, I do, a, I do a bunch of curls with, with my arms. You know, I use the flies, I use the rows, curls, all that good stuff. Uh, uh, and whenever I want to take, like, a little quick rest, I'll take, like, a quick little rest, but I'm always on my feet. You know what I'm saying? Always on the balls of my feet. So I like to I like to make sure that I have that bounce and that agility so that I can move. Uh, what's the word? Uh, el- elusively, if that's the right
1: word. <laughs> As far as cardio training goes, do you do cardio every day, or do you only do that every other day with the training regimen? I do my cardio every other
2: day. Uh, I pretty much just run for about two or three, mi- or about two or three uh, miles at a at a time because uh, you know I'm pretty much a I'm pretty much a lean dude. You know what I mean? So I don't I don't really have that much fat. I don't really have that much fat to lose. I never even had fat, you know what I'm saying? I'm uh, you know, really just uh ch- trying to gain. I'm not just tr- trying to gain, but also main but also main maintain too. Um uh, uh I just try to I just I just, you know, try to maintain and uh, just keep up with this whole thing, you know. You pretty much you've got to be uh cons- you got to be consistent, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. No matter what what you're doing. One of the big
1: things in wrestling right now is a lot of fans have been watching the movie The Iron Claw, which came out about a month and a half ago, and it's one of the uh, bigger motion pictures in the last several decades that featured professional wrestling did you see the movie and do you have an opinion on The Iron Claw?
2: Oh yeah, I thought the movie was great. I thought it was a great I thought it was a excellent movie for the general audience can see and have an under, and have a under, and have a understanding of what professional of what professional wrestlers go through. It was really great that they chose a family like the like the von Erics. Even though the story is a tra- 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 is a tra- tra- tragedy, it should be it's kind of like a uh, cautionary tale of how this is how it was. But I kind of wish that they would explain like how did that tra- tragedy affect wrestling today. But I didn't make the movie, but at the same time, though, it was, I I thought the movie was great. There was times where I was trying to I was trying to hold back tears because us as wrestling fans, we already know the st- story. We we are we are we are we already know what ha- happens, and it's just kind of heartbreaking to see it being played out in a feature film because you know what's going to ha- happen. And you know, that's pretty much my opinion. I wish that they would have focused on the impact on how that had on how that had an impact on wrestling today. But at the same time, it was a great
1: move. Well, at this point in time, my co-host, Coach Mike Jones, is standing by, and I know that. Coach does have some questions to ask, so I'm gonna pass you right over to the coach with the most all right cool hey, bro-
0: hey brother thanks for coming on. We appreciate it so hey thank we, um, you coach with the most <laughs> who's your heroes growing up and that includes ordinary life sports music, and wrestling
2: My father my i would say that my dad is my it's pretty much my uh, hero and in life, uh, yeah, man, it's my dad. Uh, he raised me. Took he t- took me to my first. Uh, took he took me to my first show. He introduced me to this whole thing, and um, I would say it's my dad. And my dad would get up and work every day, and uh, he would take care of his kids. He would take care of me and my my little sister and uh really am grateful for what he's done especially now because like i'm i'm because i'm going to be 35 next month and sometimes i just sit back and just think like i just think about my dad and i literally go wow he's like my hero like he's like the person who i really want to be be like a person who takes care of their responsibilities and you know what's kind of ironic too about my dad is that is that my favorite uh, wrestler of all time is Stone Cold Steve Austin, and Stone Cold was always like he he was always like the he was always he always reminded me of my dad, a guy who always you know went to work, always did what he had to do, and ironically enough, my my dad is bald and he also has a goatee. So my dad is like <laughs> a black my dad is like a black stone cold to me, you know what I'm saying? So Yeah. And it's funny too because his birthday is three sixteen. It's March uh take this, <laughs> it's, it's March six six it's March sixteenth. So yeah.
0: Wow. Okay, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. cool. Yeah. Okay. And my and middle about... name is
2: and, I, and you know what's funny? My middle name is Austin. <laughs> wow,
0: okay yeah so
2: like so you know stone cold steve austin is like my f- favorite it's simply because of that because he's bald and he reminds me of my dad which is like a co- common man and uh i don't know i always thought that i always thought that my dad was a ba- badass stone cold is a ba- badass too you see what i mean like so it's like i
0: kind
2: of yeah, yeah. i, I kind of got you know like I, I kind of got stone cold on TV, and I got stone cold at home.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right on. Okay, what about in sports and music?
2: Oh man, <laughs> you, 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 Okay, well, I don't want to say LeBron James or Kobe, but I am a Kobe guy. But generally, in sports, it's Muhammad Ali. Okay,
1: Whenever right it comes on. to
2: all sports. Like, the best athlete to me is Muhammad Ali. I don't care what anybody says. Like, I look up to that guy. Like, whatever I think of sports, it's not – it's him. You know what I mean? Like, that that right there is the guy. That right there is the guy. I'm just a fan of uh, <laughs> combat sports too. But, uh, yeah, my, my my pretty much my dad, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and uh, Muhammad Ali.
0: <laughs> and then anybody in music?
2: Anybody in mu- music, man, Ugh. I like so many kinds of mu- music, man. Like, I can go from Kendrick Lamar to Queen to Public Enemy to ACDC, D- you know what I mean? But, yeah, yeah. But I would say right about now, what is really getting me going, whenever I'm working out in my garage, what really gets me going is just hearing some old Jay Z, man. Just hearing some old Jay Z, like when he was like when like I like Jay Z is cool as hell, but I like him back in 2001 when he came out with the Black Album and everything like that stuff was hot. That, and pretty much that's that's pretty much stuff that I uh, grew, grew up on too. But whenever I hear, but whenever I hear the blackout album from uh from uh from uh jay-z gets me going you know what i'm saying like 50 cent too man like i gotta mention him too like 50 cent man now you got out man you got me going with uh out with uh outcast now oh man shoot (laughs) man bro yeah oh yeah like i like the whole genre man uh queen even like i was just i was just you know i was just uh Listen to Queen uh, la- last night because, you know, I was just I was just bored. And like, hey, put, put it on and just makes you feel good, man. I like music that makes you feel feel good, you know what I mean? I don't I don't really have a particular uh I don't have a particular anything it's just if it feels good, I'm definitely all ab- about it.
0: Cool. Okay. And then did you play sports in high school or growing up?
2: Uh I actually wrestled in high school. I wrestled for Melvin High School. Uh, I was in weight class one seventy one. Uh, I don't remember my record, but I do remember why I joined, and it was because at that time Kurt Kurt Angle was like the best wrestler in the freaking in the freaking world to me, and I wanted to be a wrestler ever since I was a kid, and. I remember telling myself that when I get into high school, I'm going to join the uh, the uh, wrestling team to see to see if I'm cut out, and I did it. And uh, from that, me doing that stuff in high school, and me being a senior in high, and me being a, a senior in high school, and I'm being trained at the same time to be a pro, wrestle uh, to be a pro, a pro. Rest wrestler by Breyer Wellington uh it was uh uh it was pretty cool man cuz like you know I was able to incorporate the drills and the cardio from like high school into the ring and uh I feel like that was a huge I feel like that was a huge advantage for me so
0: okay and then, what else besides pro and collegiate wrestling do you have for your self defense background?
2: I mean, that's basically it, man. Like, I just you know wrestled in uh, high school. I uh, I uh, graduated, and uh, I started to become pro at around the same time. And uh, I was just trying to cut my teeth at the business. I was trying to learn this, man, like going from show to show and setting up chairs in the ring and driving from state to state, trying to figure this, this stuff out. And, um, you know, it was a long journey, all like the, all of the little jobs I had to start and quit and start and quit again. And the struggle was real, man. The struggle was real.
0: Yes, definitely. And then what different characters have you done in wrestling besides the one you do now?
2: Oh man, you know what? I've never really been like a ca- character. I feel like I've always been a, I've a, I feel like I've always been a extension of myself. Just you know, ter- just turn up all, all the way, all the way because you know, I like to be loud. I like to run. I like to jump. I like to freaking. I like to punch you. I like to kick you. I like to slam, slam you. you. Like to do all of that stuff. So, you know, I don't really have a ca- character per 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 se, but that character is me in real life just turns up a little bit in the ring. You know what I'm saying?
0: Okay. And then in your lifetime, what have been some of the most memorable matches that you've seen? That includes VHS tape, internet, or live?
2: So many. Sure. Well, definitely one that sticks out in my head when I was young is the uh, Stone Cold and Bret Hart match at WrestleMania 13. That was one. Uh, the other one is uh, – I just had it at the tip of my head. Oh, man, that Iron Man match with Brock Lesnar and Kurt Angle on, on SmackDown, that was perfect, though, man. I love seeing that match. Uh, Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker. Uh, man, dude, pretty much anything with uh, – Knock Anything with knock with Nakamura from uh New Japan. Uh, so many man, shoot! Yeah.
0: Okay. And then yeah, of, course man, but... of course we're. Of excited me? to hear about we're and then now we're excited to hear about your most memorable matches.
2: Ah, mine. All right. Okay. Uh, I don't remember the date, but I do remember the month and the year. It was June 2018. Me against amazing Nate Maxson. Uh We were in a 30-minute Ironman match, and I got my head split open the hard way with a with a damn chair. And uh, there's a lot of blood. A lot of blood. It was so much blood. The, the camera guy put down his ca- camera and he got some tape and he just started to, and he just started to wrap my uh, head in tape. And this was like seven minutes into to the match. So we got like about oh. 23, um, we got about 23, um, we got about 23 minutes left and uh, I'm, you know, I'm already hurt, but I kept going and I felt pretty ba- badass because I had all this blood on my head and, my head was all uh, wrapped up, and I look. I just, I just feel like I look cool. Like, yeah, <laughs> like this, this right here is me. Another memorable match that I have is when I did a uh, when I did my very first uh, de- death match against the sadistic Sean Law Lawhorn in uh in May of 2022. Um, yeah, I never got hit with light tubes, and I, I have never ever been slammed on thumbtacks that shit hurts i don't mess around with that stuff and uh i never has i never seen so much blood like coming out of me at that time i thought having all the blood come from from out of my head was a lot but when it's all over your b- body it's like damn like this is the real life man this is the real shit here and um those are the two that stand out another one is that i a, another one that must my mind was uh I had one with Ace Austin. That was in November of two thousand and twenty one. Uh I learned a lot from that match. But Ace Austin can go, man. Like there's a there is a reason why that there's a reason why that man is on M- impact. Like he's 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 good. He's good. Really good. Definitely.
0: Okay. And then uh this next segment is called Favorites. I'm sure Sign Guy okay. and the rest of the fans would like to know what your favorite coffee to drink is if you drink coffee.
2: I do not drink co- coffee, but okay. I do drink tea. I drink tea a lot. And I your like favorite? Peach tea. Okay. Peach tea. Yeah, man.
0: All right. And, and then uh, what's your favorite concerts you've been to?
2: Oh, man, uh, my favorite concert. Uh, I saw Jay-Z back in 2017. That was awesome over at the uh, over at the uh, Little Caesars Arena in uh, downtown Detroit. I, uh, me and my me and my little uh, sister saw, saw him, and uh, we had a we had a real great we had a really great time, man. He was really great, really really cool.
0: All right, and then what's been your favorite sports teams in your life?
2: It's always been the P- Pistons. I know that they suck right now, but. It's always been been there. The Detroit Pistons.
0: Okay. And let me see.
2: Lions, too, Uh, but, you know, they lost last week, even though we almost had it. We almost freaking had it. We had a
0: great season with
2: the Lions, man.
0: Both those games were a little controversial to me. I don't know about you. (laughs) I'm
2: biased as hell, man. I'm I'm from Detroit, and I would I would have loved to see him go all I would have loved to see him go all the way because um, I have not really had that before. Because remember, Detroit was zero and sixteen. Yeah, <laughs> like we were bad, yeah. man, and like just to see us, like like just to see us this year was like whoa, like do we have a chance? And we did have a chance, man.
0: Yes, see, we did one have thing a I got, I got to point out, man. You know, the, your guys' whole team seems great, except for that cornerback out there running his mouth before the game, and then he's waving to the fans at halftime, and the next thing you guys know, you lose. My opinion is they might need to get rid of that guy.
2: I think so, too.
0: Yeah, I think, to not, me, it seemed he, like... He,
2: he, yeah, yeah. It just seemed like he was taking all day to throw the freaking ball, man. Just throw it. Throw it to somebody. but. Also, nobody. There was nobody for him to th- throw it to because they were all getting blocked like hell, bro. Like <laughs> it was, it was just nuts, man. It was just, it was just nuts. But hey, better luck uh, n- next year. Better luck Definitely. next year.
0: Yes, for sure. Okay. And then yeah. in your career, who have been your favorite people to work with?
2: Favorite people to work with. Oh man, amazing Nate M- Matson. I worked with Ricky Morton, El Ridiculoso, who is in uh Florida now. I love working with him. Uh Shogun, Josh Joshua Fra- Franklin. Uh who else comes to mind? Uh I already said amazing Nate Mattson. Uh do, 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 Who else comes to mind? Who else comes to mind? Kyle ba- Barrett, that douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. Uh, I would say that's a nice handful, right there. Those are my Definitely. those are my uh, favorite guys to work work with. Yeah.
0: Oh, and then, I gotta say, okay, Sean
2: yeah. uh, Sean Sean uh, La- La- Lawhorn too. I'm like. Like I've always had a good, uh, I've always had good bouts with 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 him. So.
0: And then on the other side of that, who has been some of your toughest opponents?
2: Some of my toughest opponents This guy by the name of Rick Matrix. Big, big, insane, strong guy. Like he looks like he looks like Scott N- Norton, man. Like, like he's just big big and strong and powerful just like rough Rough. all right that's all i got to say it's rough (laughs) rough and tough and big
0: (laughs) and then what are your suggestions for people wanting to get into the business make sure you have
2: a make sure you have a backup plan because everybody's journey is different here Sometimes you may be a part of somebody else's journey, and they might make it to a level to where you want to be at. But just remember where you are at and keep working, because someday it just might pay off. Just keep working.
0: Okay. And then what schools would you like to suggest?
2: I would like to suggest... Schools of the House of Truth, which is located in Centerline, uh, in Center line, Center line Michigan. I also like to recommend the New Edge Wrestling, the New Edge Pro Wrestling Academy, which is located in Waterford, uh, in Waterford, Michigan.
0: And those are the only two that I got. <laughs> All right. And then what about some up-and-comers people should keep their eye on? Up-and-comers should keep your eye
2: on. I would say Royce Carney III, James Fury. Maybe put one more in there. And this guy amassed a luchador who goes by the name of Gran Torino. Those are the, those, those right there are the three. Those guys are oh. doing everything right. It seems
0: okay. Nice. It seems to me so. And then, what do you got coming up, brother?
2: Uh, well, let me look up on my calendar right here. I got February 16th. I will be at I will be at Horror Slam in Livonia, Michigan. In Livonia, Michigan, uh, on March 3rd, I think it is. On um, yes, on March 3rd, I will be at MPWA. In Ann Arbor, in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and uh, and I know I have, and I I know I got more dates and dates, but I, but my phone isn't, my phone is froze, like. Okay. Why won't my phone work? But yeah, that stuff here. Oh, oh snap. There's all right,
0: there. man. Thank you. We appreciate your uh, time and your interview today, and I'm sure Sign Guy has a lot more for you. And I wish you all the luck in the world, brother.
2: Thank you very much, man. You have a beautiful day.
0: Thank
1: you.
2: Take care.
0: Thanks, Coach.
1: Well, Atlas, speaking of schools, one of the things that a lot of wrestlers end up doing to some degree or another is training the new crop of wrestlers. Have you ever been part of a formal school where you train the wrestlers? Or have you considered doing so?
2: <laughs> I I don't think <laughs> this might sound kind of weird, but I don't think I'm the guy who's I don't think I don't think I don't think I'm going to be the guy who's going to train guys. I think I'm the guy who can sh- I think I'm the guy who can show you a thing or two. But other than that, I don't really consider I'm not really. I'm not really looking to be a trainer or anything like that, but I'm always I'm but I'm always willing to help. I'm always, you know, uh, I'm always willing to give a, a hand if you have a if you have like a question or anything uh or or if you want to try anything new, but I'm not really the one to I'm not I'm not really the one to coach, you know what I'm saying? I'm more of the I'm 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 more of the player. if that makes any
1: sense. It does for sure. One of the things that historically a lot of wrestlers worked towards is making the PWI 500 list. Even though magazines aren't a big thing here in the digital age anymore, PWI is still out there and a lot of wrestlers still – Look forward to the annual list to see if they made it. PWI itself still, after all these decades, the leading pro wrestling magazine on the market. Do you think that here in 2024 that people within the industry should still look at PWI as something to help market them and help, Build their career, or do you think that that time has passed? I'm kind of 50-50 on that. Like,
2: I feel like it could still work if it was on something like ESPN, Fox Sports. Just once a year, they have, like, a little 10-minute clip of, like, the top 500 guys who are wrestling on the, uh, in the but that's wishful thinking, uh, on the other side, it is great because it could help. It could help elevate your career because it tells you who's out there and it gives you 500 people to choose from guys and girls from different types of backgrounds, different types of styles, looks, sounds all that stuff um it's good that we have that because it gives you a great index on who's out there but as far as working today i think i think it would work if it was on a big if it was like on a big news uh site you know what i'm saying see like cbs Box ESPN, like put it to where the general, or the general, where the general audience will go to, you know. I feel like that's how. I feel like that's how it would help on both sides.
1: One of the other big things within the wrestling industry is the Cauliflower Alley Club. It used to be closed off as a reunion just for people within the business, but in the last few years, they opened it up to anyone that wants to attend. So now lots of fans and people on the fringes of the business and people in the industry all gather to sort of celebrate wrestling, and now there are seminars, live shows, cribbage tournaments all involved in the reunion. Do you ever attend the CAC reunions? I have never been in, I have never
2: had the opportunity to to go to one. I haven't had the opportunity to invite it. And it. Uh, but I do think that is a great thing to have for as far as uh, people who have contributed to the Industry over, over the years. Uh, that's just something that I've never been, I never been involved to, but I would definitely love to go because I mean, like, to me, that's like the Academy Awards. That's like, to me, that's like the real Hall of Fame. You know what I'm saying?
1: And you've been on enough shows at this point in your career that you've witnessed a lot of legendary names, a lot of veterans that had been on television worldwide for years before returning to the independent circuit. Who are some of the more well-known legends of the business that helped you along with your career? I would
2: say Ricky Morton, for one. And, uh, the legends that have helped me throughout my career, Ricky Morton is one. Uh, there was a time where, where I would talk to Sabu, and he would give me advice, which was always great to hear from. Which was always great to talk to Sabu. Uh, uh, I don't really come across that many. Uh, I don't really come across that many names like that, to be honest. But the ones that I've had, I've always kept my ears open and my mouth shut. And uh, if I ever had a question, I was always, I always ask.
1: (laughs) Uh, You have also been around enough to know that part of the business is the unfortunate occasional injury everybody gets something whether it's something small or sometimes it's a fairly major injury but eventually if you're in long enough it will happen to you what are some of the injuries that you've had to overcome so far uh well
2: my last and my last injury was a uh, i tore my freaking pcl that is the piece that's the that is the ligament in your knee that like it's what's it for? It's for uh stabilization. Uh I was I was I was in a tag match and uh I came off the top rope and I and I came right down on my knee and I feel like a sharp pain and then like I got up and I went right back down and I was like that was kind of weird and um uh, I went to the doc- doctor and uh come to find out I got this MRI down, done and come to find out I had a torn uh, P- PCL. So I didn't, thank God I didn't have to get uh, sur- surgery, but uh, but I did had to do uh, re- rehab for about three and a half months. I had to get my toes strong, my ankle strong, my calf strong, my thigh strong, my hip strong. I have to get all that stuff strong again just so that it can make up for the uh, torn uh for the pcl uh that was back in october that was back in august and i and i was i started rehab in september and i was done by november so but i had to go to rehab like two times a week and had to learn how to I had to, I had to learn how to get my leg. Uh, I had to learn how to get my uh, leg stronger again. So, but uh, that was the last injury that I had it was a torn PCL. And that thing sucked too, man. Like I couldn't even, I couldn't even run or like turn quick or anything. You know what I mean? It just sucked. Now in the last few
0: weeks the
1: rest of the industry has been rocked by the scandals involving Vincent Mann and John Lernitis. Um, Not to dwell on those specifically or anything, but do you think with the scandal happening at the national level with some of the most powerful people in the industry, will that trickle down and affect business? at the independent wrestling level or do you think that independent level wrestling is going to be safe from any of the fallout from what we're seeing with the McMahon scandal?
2: I feel like I actually, I think that it's about time. That, Cause I'm sure that, you know, and I know that in this business you can, Come across a promoter who's like shady, and there's different kinds of being shit, and there's different kinds of being shady. You know what I mean? That what Vince McMahon did was just the ultimate shadiness of of shades, man. Like I don't know how it's going to affect the independence, but I do feel like it's about time that people who are in a position to where they hold power it's about time that they stop taking advantage of people because i just don't think it's the this isn't that i don't think i think in this day and age now you can't really get away with that stuff anymore so i don't think it's going to really affect The wrestling business as a whole I think it's going to But if it does It's probably going to clean up the. It's probably going to clean up the business As a whole Because uh, Even on the level where I'm at I've came across promoters Who should not be promoters You know what I mean And Like it can only get worse So But I don't think it's going to really affect the wrestling uh, business all that much. It's just going to be a it's just going to be a quick cleanup of people who try to get into the biz or p- people who try to get into the biz business or people who are already in should get out because of their behavior behind closed doors and it's going to be exposed that the biggest promoter of all time is. Uh, not really a good person behind closed doors, which is unfortunate.
1: It really is for sure. I spoke earlier on not feeling like you were the guy to coach new talent as far as running training schools, but oftentimes wrestlers at some point in time in their career – Will think of running their own show Whether it's just a one-off To have the experience Or if they Want to see if they can promote long-term And have something to fall back On after the in-ring days Are gone Have you ever considered Running your own shows
2: No No no. But uh, But if I know somebody Who I am close with And and if they ask for my help, depending on the situation, I will most definitely give a hand. But for the most part, I'm not really looking forward to running my own show or anything like that. Just uh, I I would just let the promoters deal with that. You know what I mean? I'm not the one to, like I said, I'm the uh, player. You know what I'm saying? You put me in the ring, I'm good to go. I don't like to set up stuff.
1: (laughs) One of the more important parts of professional wrestling is the role of the referee. And oftentimes promoters themselves will overlook the importance and they'll just send out anybody that fits into the referee shirt to do the role, which often leads to disaster smart promoters will use someone that's very well trained and knows what they're doing and can help save matches when need be. Fans usually if the referee is good enough can't tell that the referee is actually the one in control of the match. Who are some of the better referees that you have worked with personally that might need more credit? Russell
2: Kimmel from Jackson, Michigan. This guy, he weighed over 300 pounds, and he lost over 100 pounds. He's looking like one of those referees that you see on TV from, like, the 60s now. Just he's not too big. He's not too small. He's just the right size. And to me, he kind of looks like Jim Ross. (laughs) Yes. Russell Kimmel. Russ is a good referee for sure. No doubt about that. Yes, he is. And I would also like to say uh, from Pittsburgh, I always forget his last name, but George. I don't know if you guys know him. George, George, George. What the heck is his last name? I'm sorry, George. if If you are hearing this, I'm sorry. I forgot your last name, but George, yeah. George is great. He's a great rep too. He's from uh he's out of uh Pittsburgh.
1: I will research and find out George and look him up for sure.
2: Yes, I am so sorry that I did not I, I always forget his last name, but there's so many there's so many folks in this thing, you know. <laughs> that is very very true. Yeah.
1: Well, we are getting down to the last several minutes of the show, and I want to make sure you have enough time. So if there's anything that you would like to say in closing to the listeners, and if you want to plug and promote absolutely anything from social media to merchandise, to upcoming shows, to your favorite gear maker, anything in the world, floor is all yours.
2: Well, I just want to say to everybody who is listening to this right now, thank you for tuning in and listening to myself stutter and over and over again and stammer my words. But uh, thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for giving me this uh, platform. Thank you for the interview and everything. Uh, If you guys want to follow me, my Facebook is Atlas Hightower, A-T-L-A-S. Hightower, H-Y-T-O-W-E-R And if you want to follow me on Instagram or Twitter Or X as they call it It is Atlas, A-T-L-A-S Underscore, Hightower, H-Y-T-O-W-E-R And those are my socials Turbuckle Turmoil Thank you very much for having me on the show our
1: pleasure. We were definitely happy to have you here and best of luck on your career and hopefully we'll get to do this again with you. Yes, sir. Till next time, guys. All right. you. Okay. If you have not checked out Atlas High Tower, look him up on the YouTube or better yet, if he's at a show near you, go buy a ticket. He's a fantastic talent. You're going to be very happy you spent the money to watch him. But Coach Mike Jones, Coach
0: with the Most. What have you got to plug here this week? Yeah, you guys can check me out at Coach Mike Jones, the Coach with the Most. Coach Mike Jones on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. Don't forget to check out the Real School Army and the NGW Green Room for hundreds of interviews from celebrities all over the world. And then, of course, the Coach Mike Jones Show podcast every Saturday noon Pacific. Next week, Sign Guy has hooked me up with the guys from Emerge. Who's going to be on next week's? Signed, Uh, I believe they have Given the assignment to the commissioner Of Emerge And that happens to be Chris Lowe Right on And then on the 17th We have one of the Northwest top wrestlers Currently Lance Dean And as Sign said before Hopefully he doesn't Lance Dean us
1: We hope not He was trying to sneak in For next Saturday coach I I know know,
0: yeah Yeah, we set him straight, though, yes. And I want to thank Sign Guy for helping me with my own show and for having me be co-host of his show, along with QT and JD for creating Turnbuckle Turmoil. And we want to thank all the fans for all their love, support, and feedback. Thank you guys so much.
1: All right, and fans, you can follow me on the social medias, on the Book of Faces, the Twitter, the Gram, the YouTubes. Brand new episode of The Sign of the Times up on the YouTube right now. You can follow Chicken Bob on all the social medias as well. Don't forget, you can find me next Saturday in Vaughn, Washington back at Northwest Pro. And then the following week, returning to Linwood, Washington for Combat Pro Presents Theatrical Wrestling. And then on the 24th, making my return back to Ocean Shores for Rogue Wrestling Attractions. should be a great month of sports entertainment here in the Pacific Northwest. Everybody, if you have a show near you, get out there and support that. And you can join us next week, next Friday. We have Kelly Slaughter, the daughter of Sergeant Slaughter, as we continue with Children of Sports Entertainment Month. And then one week from this very day, we have Adrian Whisper, professional wrestler and promoter out of the great state of Florida. So make sure you have plans to join us and stay safe out there. We will talk to you soon.
2: Not for now when I'm giving this all I got Cause I never back down, I'll never make